Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. As you heard on the introduction, my name is Graham, and with me, my fantastic co-host, the fantastic, the ever so fantastic. I cannot stop calling her the fantastic Joseph. <laughs> the one and only. The one and only. There's no one. There's no another one. You cannot find it anywhere. Because <laughs> I took the mold where she was made and burned it. <laughs> so that no one else could have such a co-host. <laughs> We are happy to be here on this uh, second episode of our special uh Summer list of yes. shows. Our summer blowout. The summer blowout. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> this is it. We are, with this second part, we culminate this fantastic list of shows and documentaries and movies to watch. Yes. And so we hope you watch the majority of them. You comment, you tell us which ones you liked. Which of our recommendations were crap? <laughs> yes. Give us uh, constructive criticism. That's a good thing, too. <laughs> And uh, we hope you like the rest of them. Yes. And here we go. Yes, here we go. And yeah. we're off to the races. Yay! <laughs> uh, let's see. So that means it's my turn. That What you got? Well, I have, surprise, surprise, another movie. Ooh. And I'm going to go with Nightcrawler. Um, not anything to do with any superheroes or anything oh, like that. Oh, I remember that one. Have you seen it? No, but I remember it, yes. Jake Gwynnenhall is in yes, it. Yes, yes. And Rene Russo is in it. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed is in it. Bill Paxton is in it. Yes. Um, Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Yes, yes. yes. So um, I'm going to read the synopsis of it. L.A. Denzian Lewis Bloom survives by scavenging and petty theft. He stumbles into a new career as a cameraman. An armed with a camcorder and police scanner begins nocturnal foyers across the city in search of shocking and grisly crimes. When he catches the eye of a shop-worn news director who welcomes the chance to raise her station's ratings... Lewis goes to increasingly greater lengths to catch the money shot. Mm. So this is about kind of a descent into madness from someone who is a complete weirdo. Wow. And definitely gets a lot of excitement out of shooting if it bleeds, it leads, Mm. which is something that that happened to news around the, the 90s. And uh, so Jake Gwynnenhall is so good as this character that you never want to see him in any, anything again. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, that, he's that kind of guy. That is yes. true. Yes, um, he gets into this character and you d- he, mm, it's, uh, it's a bad dude. 
He's a bad, bad dude. Um, <laughs> but it's the, the, the story to me is very interesting. The premise is very interesting to me because I don't think it's one that you see very commonly as a, as a camera person behind the, the scenes type person right. and their story. Right. That's it. They're the central story. That's, that's kind of weird. Yes. And, uh, it's, it's, it's very good. It, it, the pacing of it to me is perfect. Um, you find the whole descent into madness believable. Nothing happens too quickly. Nothing happens too right. slowly. And then the ending is very, very good as well. So I think this is a fun one to put on. Um, it's not a horror movie at all. So, but it's a creepy movie. So a good one to put on if you want just a little bit of of, of shivers. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yes, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and that one is available on Prime. Is it? Yes. Really? Yes. It's not popped up on on my list, and that's the kind of shite that I watch. So I don't know. Yo, kudos, hey, kudos. <laughs> You're too good for this, man. I, I ain't even going, like, no, seriously. Okay. So, my turn now? Yeah, your turn. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Next. All right. So, this one is a bit sad, but also it's important to sort of get into. So, if this is something that you feel like you could check out on your summer... You can do it because it's very recent history and it is sort of unsolved as of yet. And this movie is, it's actually not a movie, it's a series about the disappearance of Madeleine, uh, Madeleine McCann. Okay, I was going to watch this and, yeah. and did not. It is a sad thing in that this little girl at seven disappears from the face of of the earth and what the saddest part about it it is is that when as a parent your kid disappears you know you you're always looked at <laughs> you're always a prime suspect always family members always be looked at first. yeah and and the crazy thing is that a lot of conspiracy theories start to surge and you find yourself being hated by people that have never met you, that don't know you, that have no idea of who you are and and don't even know that you would ever harm your own child. But somehow in their twisted mind, in search of answers, in in creating a villain, they they blame you as a parent. There are some crazy things going around that I have read about the family. Yes. Um, so I can only imagine. But yes. yes. Yeah. And that's that's precisely what these people, they're from Leicester, England, and they were vacationing in Portugal, in Lisbon. And as far as they know, Madeline, Madeline was there, and somehow she disappeared, right? The fact of the matter is this could happen to any family, mm -hmm. to anyone. And, you know, especially in a foreign country, but 
it's 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 really a sad story. But you, if you want to know what these people have been through, not only with the disappearance of their kid, but also the sense of shame that people want to throw at them and the demonizing of them as parents. You know, everybody think of themselves as the, as the greatest parents and are very judgmental parents. about how other parents go about raising their own children and doing things for the children. So it's the kind of, that's kind, it's that kind of series and watch it with caution because it may get you. We just came out of, right, doing a podcast about when they see us. Yes. And how we felt about watching it. Yes, and that was difficult. So Which is an this could this could be difficult too. Okay. But I, I didn't want to not recommend it. Yeah. Because it is actually good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff to watch, good stuff to binge if you are looking for something to spend time watching. And not sensationalized or exploitative like some of those ones that have come out about John Bonet Ramsey exactly. and that kind of thing. More exactly. of a respectful. Yes, there's a bit more professionalism going on there. So that's that's good. You go ahead and watch that if you want to. Okay. The Disappearance of Madeleine McCann is on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Gotta love the Netflix. What up, Plon? So, um, I'm gonna go with a movie again. Um, this is a movie called Lock. It's from 2013. And it stars Tom Hardy. And um, I actually believe Tom Hardy might be one of the only people you see. That's not entirely true. There is one one scene, but it's mostly Tom Hardy in his car. And I think I remember this movie. Have you seen it? No. Okay. No. Okay. I don't. I, 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 I do don't remember a lot of talk about Tom Tom Hardy in the car. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that a whole lot of people actually saw it, um, and it kind of sounds dumb when you talk about it um, because it's it's essentially him just having phone conversations. Um, but it's him having phone conversations as his life falls apart, hmm. and he is a very high-powered individual working for a construction company. He's an engineer, I believe. A very integral part of this project that has to get done at a particular time. And uh, he can't leave the project, but he makes the decision to leave the project because his one-night stand became pregnant and decided to keep the child and has gone into labor with the child. Oh, whoa. And he has a wife and two sons at home who are waiting for him. Not cool. So it's him making phone calls to his boss about leaving the job site. Um, him making phone calls to a co-worker to try and get the job done. It's him talking to the one-night stand um, as she's going into labor. It's him talking to his wife. It's him talking to his children. And it's him also talking 
to the, in a sense, to the ghost of his father. Not that his, the ghost <clears throat> of his father is actually there, but in the sense of the, the specter of his right. father, because his father was a terrible person. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to be a good man. And I think the story, the theme of this story is how you can do everything you possibly can to be a good man and ruin your entire life. So kind of heavy stuff, kind of kind of deep stuff, but um, a phenomenal performance from Tom Hardy because he's not really having any other actor to play off of. Wow. It's just him in the car, and he is having the conversations, from what I understand, from what I read about the movie. He is talking to the people, so he's not just talking to, to the air. Right. But um, it's, it's, it's very, very good. It's a very interesting piece of, of acting. It's a very interesting movie. It's a very interesting premise, and um, I think it's very moving. I think he captures it very well. Okay. <laughs> that was weird, isn't he? Well, that's good. Oh, my goodness. All right, that's well, awesome. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> okay. Okay, everything is going crazy, folks. <laughs> just, just so you know. We kind of lost power for like a nanosecond, and yeah. it's all right back. Is there a storm out there? The trees are moving, but I didn't hear any thunder or <clears> anything like that. Like I can see the, see the trees moving in the breeze, but that's Jesus, about it. Jesus, that was dope. That was weird and dope. <laughs> like it. Love it, love it, love it. No, I'm glad that we're not doing it on Skype. We're yes. We're not doing this on <laughs> Skype, otherwise we would lose a boom. <laughs> so no cool. All right, copy machine and printer, we heard you. They're just <clears> telling us they're alive. Yeah. So, um, so Locke is available on Netflix. It's available on Netflix. How did that do on, was that ever on, in theaters? It was in theaters. <clears throat> I don't think it went, really went very far. I don't think yeah. it was much of a hit. Um, I think it was a critical success, but other than that, I don't think it was, was anything else. That's the thing about being cr critically acclaimed and commercially <laughs> successful. That's a completely different thing, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think we've been like heavy on Netflix. I, I, at least you varied a bit between Netflix and and Prime, Prime but I've, I've been on Netflix the entire time. <laughs> so the next one I've got is a series that's actually a USA Network series. Okay. But you can watch as many episodes, as many seasons as you can. Can as are available to watch to binge watch. Alexa, shut up! <laughs> God, <laughs> you can binge watch all the episodes that are available on Netflix, and it is in a crime drama, and it was an adaptation from a telenovela that was originally aired on Telemundo. That telenovela was called La Reina del Sur. Which in English translates to Queen of the South. And I don't, I'm not saying this to be whatever, I don't watch a lot of telenovelas. I don't watch telenovelas because I grew up in Latin America and that's all everybody does watch telenovela. And until I started at about 14, I started to take some drama classes and stuff. 
I started to realize how terrible those actors were, right? <laughs> and so every time I was watching a novella, all I could see was all the flaws in all the the nonsense and, and the cliches. So I just completely swore off telenovelas, no matter what. Like, I just don't watch telenovelas. And I have to say, though, that these particular flaws I'm talking about in telenovela was mainly Mexican and Venezuelan telenovelas. Okay. In the early 90s, we then discovered Brazilian novelas. And in the mid-90s to early 2000s, we discovered Colombian novelas, which are full of action, which are full of of different stories. Oh, wow. So, we're going to have to stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All I can tell you is that it too shall pass. <laughs> you have no idea what we've been through in the past few minutes. It's been the weirdest little storm that just came around and... It was banging on the windows and the trees were, we had a little power outage and everything. That is insane. Poor dogs are upset. Yes. Yes. Life in North Carolina. Uh, (laughs) Weird as fuck. (laughs) Yup. So as, 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 as I was going, we were talking about the Queen of the South. It's a fantastic little action crime drama thing. And it is starred by a fun actress. Her name is Alice Braga. She's a, she's very convincing. She plays this drug queen being <laughs> that becomes very powerful. She was a poor young girl in Sinaloa, Mexico. And all of a sudden... She found herself in situations where she was being forced to be a, a drug mule. And at, eventually she takes over the entire operation. Okay, so Teresa Mendoza um, was used as a mule to come to the United States, to Texas with some uh, with drugs and stuff. And she manages to stay and ultimately ended up taking over the operation and knocking down people and became the most powerful woman in the drug business, drug trade, if you will. And it is a very, very interesting thing to see. Uh, The actors are very good. The cast is very good. The plot is very good. So I recommend it. You can watch at least three Seasons on Netflix. Alice Braga is very, very good on this one. And it, it's Brazilian, you said? No, it's actually U.S. Oh, um, okay. It's a U.S. show. It's on, on, on USA Network. But Alice Braga is the Brazilian actress. Okay. Uh, I lost the thread. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's far too many shite has occurred. So... What you got for me? What you got for me? What you got for me? Let's see here. What are we, what are we gonna do next? This is a movie that's a little bit 
a little bit different. It's called Bad Times at the El Royale. And there is a whole lot of stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you seen it? I saw a lot of, of the trailer. And I want to see, is Dev Patel on this one? Um, let's see who's in it. It's from 2018. It has Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson, Cynthia Erivo, Kaylee Spaney, Jeff Bridges, Lewis Pullman, John Hamm, who seems to be in everything lately. <laughs> um, Nick Offerman is in it. Um, Manny Jacinto. Okay, so no Dev Patel. Definitely don't watch this one with the kitties. It's available on yeah. HBO Go. It is about a group of people. It's it's set in 1969, and several strangers, most of them with secrets, meet by chance at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel with a dark past. Over the course of one night, everyone will show their true colors before everything goes to hell. There's great performances from everyone involved. Dakota Johnson is very, very good in this. Chris Hemsworth plays a character like a, a cult leader character mm -hmm. like a, a manson type um so a lot of people in it are not playing to cast <laughs> a lot of people called it i don't think it was much of a critical success or a commercial success either um it was compared to tarantino films unfavorably hmm. um i enjoyed it there's a lot going on in it. There's always something to look at. Um, I enjoy the vintage feel of everything, the the cars, the clothes, the hotel. So it's it's uh it's very, very interesting. It's very different. The soundtrack is cool. But yeah, it's 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 hard to describe the story. There's uh it starts, I believe, in the thirties with someone burying something. We don't know what, underneath one of the floors of the hotel room and then it turns out that the hotel itself actually has some secrets and uh is run by possibly russians possibly the cia possibly oh someone else oh boy. so um a lot of intrigue going on a lot of behind the scenes stuff literally um it's it's a very good movie uh don't watch it with the kids very violent um but i found it very amusing very um so ridiculous in some senses it just kind of took you out of the world and sometimes you need that so yeah you you do yeah i you know perhaps it's a good thing that you mentioned that it is unfavorably compared to some tarantino stuff mm -hmm. because i like tarantino stuff because of the while it can be very violent, very serious, very drama-y, but there's nothing too serious about it mm -hmm. at the end of the day, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's, it's, it's just a bizarre thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. So... Yeah. Yeah, definitely nothing in this to be taken seriously. There's no, <laughs> there's mm -hmm. no grand things to learn from this movie. Um, but, uh, it's just one of those, it's just one of those, there's a lot of pretty things to look at. There's pretty people to look at, but it's called bad times at the El Royale. You can get it on HBO go. And like I said, don't watch it with the kids. Echbo. Echbo go. Echbo go. Hebo go. Hebo go. 
<laughs> now we're getting silly. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to Hulu. Uh, I have a very short list of Hulu shows. And most of them are not even Hulu originals, but rather things that I don't want to watch on a week-to-week-to-week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. And I just go and binge watch on Hulu. So, but I, we, I am going to start with a Hulu original, which it's a very well-known in fact, I think it's the one original Hulu show that put Hulu on the map in terms of originals. And I want, I'm want i talking about The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. And Elizabeth Moss, Moss is, the, is the main actress, is, is the star of the show. But the entire cast of this show is absolutely fantastic. So... There is a bit of a bad reputation, if you will, of the show, and not in a bad way. I don't know if that makes sense. The show is based on a novel by Margaret Atwood, and it depicts a dystopian sort of life where imagine if the most radical evangelicals took over a country by force and renamed it and reclaimed it, reconstituted. So in that dystopia, most women are uh, sterile. And the very one, the very few ones that are fertile are basically enslaved as surrogate mothers for the riches of the women and so that's where there's a lot of women's subjugation and violence against women that will you know you have you have to really want to watch it to watch it to tell you the truth it is a very compelling story and it is told it, it is told in a very compelling way. Mark, um, Elizabeth Smoth's performance there is incredible. But I have not watched neither the second nor the third season. And it is because it's, 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 it's hard. <laughs> It's hard. I need some alcohol. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. When you start watching it, you can't stop. Right. So you watch one episode and you want to know what's, what's next. Right. But, but the entire time you're feeling that somebody's squeezing your, 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 your chest. So you have to be in a very good place mentally to watch this series. But very good nonetheless. It's the kind of the kind of thing you have to prepare yourself, and once you get to the first episode, then it's just going to follow the natural course of yes. events, and you'll be watching it. But you yes. just have to get to that first episode. And here's the thing: maybe you know, as I'm getting older, I'm getting oversensitive about certain things. Maybe nobody finds it that that hard to to watch. But for me, that was the case. I did finish the first season, and as a matter of fact, I was waiting for the second season. Mm-hmm. But then. I watched the first 20 minutes of the first season, of the second season, the first episode of the second season, and I'm like, oh, they just get worse. They just get more violent. 
I don't know that I can take it. Mm-hmm. So I have it on pause there. So might get to it one day. But it is The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Hulu original. It's there's three seasons now. Is the is the third season does and I can't remember how Hulu does things for some reason. Do they release everything at once or do they do it kind of in stages? The I think it's one of those originals that they do all in you know every week a new episode every week a new episode okay and so i always wait for the whole thing to finish right the problem with that is because they release one episode per week you can't help but read about it right and and then you no i, I don't do spoilers so i can read about the the entire thing and still i don't think i'd still have to go and watch it happen so I don't, spoilers for me don't work that way. Like, well, I know so-and-so kills so-and-so, but yeah, but I want to see him kill so-and-so. So, right. you know. so it's not spoiled for me, but I kind of know where it's going. And I'm like, oh God, I can take it. I can take it. I, I'm not going to. Right. No, cool. Can't do that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um. So I guess we'll go from, since you went from, Netflix to Hulu. Netflix to Hulu. I'm uh, I'm gonna stick with Netflix, but I'm I'm gonna go with with Ruff. Um, this is a documentary, and uh, it's a documentary about Amy Winehouse, and it's called oh, Amy. Amy. And uh, Amy broke my heart when she when she died. Yes, mine too. And because uh, I really thought that she was getting it together that she was going to get it together and it was going to happen and she was going to get her voice back and she was going to put out another album. And, and, you know, I thought she'd kind of crested the hill and was, was starting, you know, the fight and it was going to be good. And then when she died, it was like, Oh God. Um, I I think it was one of the first, I don't want to say the first, um, celebrity deaths that hit me because I've had ones hit me, but this one like genuinely made me feel sick. Yes. So this is the story of Amy's life, and um, it follows her, her and her entire life—not just her career, but her life. Oh wow! And so you get to see her as a child in videos, home videos. You get to see her as a, you know, as a teenager. You get to see her. You get to see the rise and fall of Amy, and you get to see what drugs do to a person and you get to see what corruption does to a person and you get to see how really terrible the paparazzi are and um to a level that I'd never understood before but you you really you get to see inside of her life and you understand a little bit as to why what happened to her and to her and it's not an easy thing to watch by any means, but it's, I think it's something very valuable to watch in the sense of understanding what fame does to you. Um, the fame monster, as, yeah. as Lady Gaga would yes. say. And it's definitely a monster and uh, maybe it can be turned, you know, for some people tamed by some people, but, but Amy couldn't do yeah. that. And uh, it ate her alive. And it's a shame and it's it's a true tragedy because I think she had so much more that she could have given us <laughs> as an artist. Yes. Um, so to be gone at 28 is is a tragedy and uh, 
an injustice for all of us. Um, she definitely paved the way for a lot of female singers. Um, there are a lot of people I think were able to get careers that probably never would have even gotten auditions before. Yes. Because of Amy Winehouse, but um, I really wish she could have could have lived. I yeah. wish I wish that one hadn't happened. But um, it's a great documentary. And it's not sensational in in my opinion at all, or um, you know, glorifies anything at all. It's just a straight telling of this is Amy and this is what happened. If I can compare Amy Winehouse to anyone, and I hope I'm not offending neither of them by saying this, but to me, Amy Winehouse, both in stardom in in creativity, in talent, and in the tragedy of their lives is the closest thing to... For me, Emmy Winehouse is literally the modern-day Edith Piaf, if you will. And um, it's... You have to... If you watch this documentary, then you go and watch Marion Cotillard's rendition of Edith Piaf in the movie Edith. Mm-hmm then you will see the the parallels, the comparisons that I'm trying to make here. Supremely talented people, but also with very, very corrupted demons. Yes. That are persistent. Yes. That never go away. Yes. And that live within them, you know. So... It's a lot of heartbreak for me. Yeah. It breaks my heart. You know, there are people that whenever I... Every time I hear these people have left us, I feel like a bit of me... And I'm not being dramatic or facetious with this, but a bit of me also is gone with them. I felt the same way about Philip um, Seymour Hoffman. Um, I felt the same way about that other kid that did the the greatest version of the Joker. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yes. I feel the same way. I felt the same way about Whitney. I felt the same way about Prince. I felt the same way about Amy. Robin Williams hit me Robin really. Robin Williams hit me really hard. Yes, because it is is watching tragedy just happen. Yeah, and we know how definitive death is. Yes, and that's 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 the saddest part of it. Yeah. So yeah, let's not get too sad and <laughs> move on to something. Yeah, well, Amy is on uh, Netflix and. Um, Definitely worth a watch. Again, not one to watch with the kiddies. Um, Maybe with your young people, though. Yeah. Because I think some young people could use to see. Especially now that most young people, pretty much every young people is trying to get famous for some reason. Yes, and they need to see what can happen. That will understand what comes with fame. Yes. When you lose that anonymity, when you lose the... The ability to go out there, walk around, go to a store, go to the park, go to a restaurant. Yeah. And go to the bathroom. Yes. (laughs) 
and be. Uh, she had people parked outside her house, go, you know, shooting her through the blinds. Yes. Twenty four seven. So yeah. If you want to be famous, you might want to rethink that. Yeah. That's why we do podcasts. So. Yeah. You, we, you hear our voices and shit, and that's all you get. <laughs> oh man so my next hulu one is i'm not going to talk about it all i can tell you is if you want to know anything about this particular show that i'm going to recommend i would suggest that you listen to this podcast and specifically you want to listen to episode 9 of Kicking and Streaming if you want to know about the next two shows on Hulu. So I'm just going to mention the names and then move on, okay? Okay. If you listen to episode 9 of Kicking and Streaming, which came out on April the 2nd of this year, you will know everything you need to know about Killing Eve and the act. Yes. Because we did an absolutely marvelous episode. Yes. About these two shows. They're on Hulu. One is Hulu Original, which is the act. And by the way, I'm recommending the act, but if you when you listen to episode nine, you're going to notice that we're not very kind to the act. Right. But the fact of the matter is, the act is actually a very good show. We didn't say that we didn't like the show. We just, based on the story that we know, we disagreed with some of the things that went on. Yes. But we particularly disagree with the casting of, what's her name? Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. But the show was was actually very good. And I, I, I think... Young actress, jo- Joey, I can't remember the, the last name. Joey Fisher? Is it Joey Fisher? Maybe Joey Fisher. I think she deserves Golden Globes, Emmys, and all kind of shit. She does. She deserves all the awards. She's so, so good in this. So let's just put this out there. Um, but talking about Killing Eve, by mm. the way, it is the best thing on TV in the United States right now. Yes, period. No, no, I'm going to. Whatever you want to say. No, 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 no. Right now. Right now, the best thing on TV, and you should watch it. Move on. I'm done. <laughs> Next. <laughs> are, you do- are you all the way done, or you have more on your list? I have, I have a couple more. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I have, because I have uh, one, I have two more on my list, and there's one that I definitely want to end with. So, okay, fantastic. So, um, so this the next one on my list is not what I want to end with, um, but it's a it's it's a very well known movie. You may have seen it, you, but you've definitely heard of it. And referencing back to Tarantino, Inglorious Bastards. It's what a hell of a movie. It's a great movie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and cathartic. Yes, um, I enjoyed watching it. After, actually, because I just watched it recently, I enjoyed watching it after we, we watched When They See Us because 
<laughs> kind of needed to see yeah. some white supremacists get blown away. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and um, so, Inglorious Bastards, it's set in World War II. Brad Pitt's in it. Lots of um, uh, very good acting. Some people made their careers from this movie. Mm-hmm. Very violent. It's a Tarantino movie. Come on. Oh. But the right people get killed for the most part. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some of them get killed in, in beautiful and creative ways. Yeah. So um, very good movie. Don't watch it with the kids. But um, again, cathartic. Occasionally you just get need to get to see some, some motherfuckers who deserve it get blown away. And that's what happens here. And I, I highly Die, recommend it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You just you just need the catharsis. So yes. You can live on and live in through through them. So And on Hulu I don't have a lot what 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 can where can you get that on? Amazon. 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 Inglorious Bastard. I'm gonna rewatch that. It, yeah. Because there's, there's there's a funny element to it too. There is. There is. I don't know how you manage to do such a violent movie and also funny as hell. Violent movie with very serious subject matter. Yes. And, and funny as fuck. And fun yes. That's yes. That's that's only a Tarantino uh, feat right there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um so on Hulu I have a couple of shows that there's not a lot to talk about about them, but you they definitely need your attention. Um uh, there's this TNT original called uh Claws. And it, it stars Nisi Nash from one of the, well, Housewives or whatever, but she ended up being an actress. But I hear that is a very, very good little show. And TNT shows tend to be very good, but, you know, not everybody has TNT on their cable package. So you don't hear a lot about them until they make it to Hulu. Right. So this is a very good show. And it, it centers about, it, it's a look into the lives of a group of women from um, Miami in their work and the things that they do behind the scene at a nail salon. So there's some shady shit going on. <laughs> no, every nail salon is a nail salon if you want to know the truth. So there is that. You want to watch that. Um, and if you will permit me, let me just mention this sec- this next show. No, please do, because I only have one left. <laughs> you want to also... There's only four seasons of this show. It's a sci-fi original, but it's based on a book called... 12 Monkeys is one of the best little sci-fi sci-fi channel shows I've ever seen. Okay. I think I can take credit for my son becoming a sci-fi fan because I got him pointed to that show. It came out, I want to say, about five years ago and... 12 Monkeys is a beautiful ride in the world of sci-fi. And it's about time traveling. So imagine in a post-apocalyptic world where we exist, and we are in this post-apocalyptic 
world because s- up almost 80% of the population of the world died of an epidemic. Okay. And so the few survivors that are left are w- one or two of them are tasked by a scientist to travel back in time and to find a way to prevent the spreading of that disease. Fix the future. Fix the fix fix yeah, fix the future. Yes. And so that's where we are. That's the kind of thing you want you, you see. Four seasons, all of it is on Hulu. And I think season five should be coming soon in the fall on sci-fi. Very, very I'm not even gonna go into the actors. I just want you to know that this is a very, very good uh, series to watch. And it's called Twelve Monkeys? Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys. Yes. Okay. There's this lighthearted little show that I love to watch, but and I recommend it because if you notice, Jocelyn and I will talk a lot about traveling, right? And I've done quite a bit of traveling and I, I, I want to continue doing that, but one of the things that one of my aspirations is that more people become interested in traveling. And I can't fathom the idea of not being interested in traveling because I always have, yes. and my, my father always called it wanderlust. I've <laughs> always had that, have always wanted to just, you know, pack up and go somewhere go. and do something and go somewhere different. But I know there's people who don't, and yes. this is mind boggling to yes. me. Yes. Every time I speak to someone who says, I'm on vacation. I'm I'm going. I'm I'm out on vacation the next week, and I'm like, my my next question is always, where are you going? Oh, nowhere. I am floored. Yeah. I I'm like, what yeah. do you mean nowhere? Or or just like, eh, I'm going to the beach. Here in the south of the United States, when someone says we're going to the beach, they're literally either talking about three things. Carolina beaches, uh, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, or Florida, right? And the thing is, what they're spending on those little trips could take them somewhere else mm-hmm. and have more fun and, and know some other place outside of the United States. Yep. And learn something. Learn something. Because the one thing... I learned about traveling from traveling is once you get to know the world, it becomes smaller. You, you know, it's, it's almost that adage of, you know, when you're going, it seems to really far. Mm-hmm. And when on your way back, you're like, oh, that, that was nothing. That was no distance was at all. Nothing. Yeah. And so for that reason, I like to watch this show called House Hunters International. House Hunters International makes me smile all the time because you can see the process of people, you know, especially Americans becoming immigrants, <laughs> which is always fun to watch mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, go, you got a job in Romania. Now you have to find a house. You have to find a school for your kids. You have to find, you know, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to the way electricity is used, the way bathrooms are used, the way the water is used, the way the people live. 
And it's fun to watch because, you know, Americans have a hard time unbecoming Americans. So <laughs> um, it's, it's easier to demand that everybody else become Americans. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, speak American. Yeah, well, then you go to Romania. Go ahead, <laughs> learn, learn Romans. <laughs> you know, it will take you a while if you ever do. So, yeah, House Hunters International. There's a bunch, I think there's 86 seasons. Holy moly. <laughs> um, no, obviously, not all of them are on Hulu, <clears throat> but there are, I think it's the is it Travel Channel or HGTV? It's one of those DIY channels or something. I think it's HGTV. I think. Yeah. I'm not 100%, but yeah. I think it is. Because I know I've seen the show. Yes. And I get exposed to HGTV a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we do. So watch that if you want to get to know a bit of the world and also have an idea of places you'd like to visit. But what I want to say is, don't only say, I'd like to go there. Make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. The notion that the world is a dangerous place, it is true. But nowhere, it, it, it's not like you're safer because you stayed in the United States. Yeah, no. You, <laughs> yeah. The world is a dangerous place, but guess what? You live in the world. Mm, exactly. <laughs> It's not like, you know, we're under a dome. Right. You know, this isn't biodome. There's no, Polly Shore isn't outside, you know, yeah. dancing around naked or anything like that. He may be, I don't know. I haven't looked out the window in a bit. But, you know, it's, it's, we live in the world. Something bad's going to happen no matter where you are. So, um, you know, if, if it's going to happen, you might as well be in a beautiful Parisian cafe having a delicious coffee you and a croissant. And an absolutely phenomenal piece of croissant with le fromage. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's cheese, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> I went straight there assuming that you knew exactly what I was saying. So, my bad. But yeah, that's cheese. Yeah. yeah she's been to Paris, y'all. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> freaking hate Paris. <laughs> I hate, freaking hate Paris. Paris had the most interesting smell of anywhere I have ever been. And by interesting, I mean completely terrible. Welcome to Paris. <laughs> And it is a combination of sweaty, unshowered people um, for at least two days and pee-pee. Yes. Uh, urine. Yes. Um, and Cigarette smoke when I was there, which I understand is less, but... Cigarette and, and, and cheeses. And coffee. Uh, right. Lots of coffee. Right. So... Dairy smells. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but again, it is... As beautiful as you imagine it, it is as romantic as you imagine it. But you know, I don't like it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I'm You're allowed. You're allowed to not like yeah. Paris. Yeah, take me to Lyon, and I'm good. Yeah, take me to Lyon, and I'm I'm fine. Um, well, take me to Marseille, mm. and I'm okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, else can do it. You can't even take me to Provence, even. Uh, mm. Bit afraid of Provence because, like, you know, it, 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 when you turn around four times and you still all you see is a lot of white people, 
it kind of gets scary. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're in France... I am the wrong color. <laughs> when you're in France, there's not a lot of places you turn around four times in, in different directions. You don't see at least one black or brown, brown person. But in Provence, <laughs> like, white, white, white. Yo, this is... And you remember, okay, I'm in France and, you know, these people, as long as you... That should be high. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for me on Hulu, and then we'll we'll see that your last movie. I want you all to watch this documentary about one of the most epic collapse of a political career I've seen in modern time, and it is about. It's called Wiener. <laughs> and it is about the fall of Anthony Wiener. Oh, God. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the Key and Peele sketch that's essentially about him? No. Oh, you have to see no. it. You have to see the Key. It's, it's, it's not about him, but it's about him. It's kind of about him. It's about him. <laughs> And they didn't say it's about him. I think a lot of people were fans of Anthony Weiner, even if they didn't share his political um, beliefs. And he was a little bit of a golden boy. Exactly. That's that's the perfect description. Anthony Weiner was the most powerful young person in Washington before Alexandria Ocasio Cortez got to Washington. That's as as as, as close as I can tell you he came to. Yeah, I agree with you. And married to a, an insanely powerful person too, um, Huma Abedin. And it all went to shit. And there's nobody else to blame but himself. 100% him. 100%. So, and I like the tagline of, of the documentary. All right. So the documentary is called Winner, right? And the tagline is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Sexed, lies, and Carlos Danger. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking golden. golden. Oh my gosh. So if you want to know about Carlos Danger, you want to watch Winner. But if you want to know more about Carlos Danger, you want to watch some old episodes of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And do you remember a summer when John Stewart went to the Middle East to film a movie? Yes. And that's when we discovered that John Oliver was ready for prime time. Yes. And he was ready to have even his own damn show. So he covered for John Stewart during that time. And it was right around the time when the first uh, Anthony Weiner scandal happened. And whenever he mentioned Carlos Danger, then there was this... Uh, Michael Jackson bit of a danger and then he would do these weird moves and his whole body would jerk it's the funniest thing if you go to YouTube and look at that <laughs> shit it is funny um, but yeah watch Winner it's on Hulu 
if you want to know what happened, how one person can cut his own damn hands and feet underneath himself, you have to watch the collapse of the political career of Anthony Weiner. <laughs> Weiner. Weiner. Oh, God. I, Weiner. You, know, you know, with a name like that, could he really have had any other outcome? Do you know, <laughs> do you know the crazy thing is... is in, <laughs> I know. So here's the crazy thing. Anywhere else, Anthony Weiner's last name is actually Weiner. Right? Vine mm -hmm. in German, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the thing we call Wiener, as in the sausage, mm -hmm. anywhere else, it's a Vienna sausage, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> Only in the US, <laughs> those things are like similar. <laughs> so I could never understand for the life of me, why is this guy's name Wiener? <laughs> Because, you know, obviously all the jokes come out of there. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't they ever? Because they're um, German-Jewish. So they could have come here and said, look, the last name is Weiner or Weiner. Yeah. Even fucking write it with V. Yeah. And forget about the right, just so you could get the right pronunciation out of Americans. Right. But don't let people call your ass winner. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't know it was supposed to be like a strength building exercise and it just went horribly wrong i don't know <laughs> all right so jocelyn's got her last one on the list my last one my last one my last one is a tie-in because uh -huh. we are going to be doing because I, I i i'm gonna pronounce this edict we are going to be doing an episode about good omens yes of other course. And Graham hasn't seen it yet. I have not. But I've been binge watched it. Already? Oh, yeah. You've done? Oh, yeah. How many episodes? Uh, Six. Oh, only six? Yeah, six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, do, I'll have that yeah. done this weekend. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it is, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Ooh. But to tie in for that, Neil Gaiman. There was a little movie that was released... Um, in 2007. Mm -hmm. And this movie is called Stardust. Yes, I remember that movie. And this movie was based on a book written by Neil Gaiman. And Neil Gaiman was involved uh, in the production of it and involved in writing the screenplay and involved, I believe, in some of the, the casting as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it stars Claire Danes. Charlie Cox is in it, who you may know from Daredevil. Yep. The series, not the terrible movie. Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. Robert De Niro is in it. Sienna Miller is in it. Peter O'Toole can't talk. Peter O'Toole is in it. Ricky Gervais is in it. Fantastic. <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen is in it. A very young Henry Cavill is in it. Oh boy. Rupert Everett is in it. Um, so it has. Uh, Mark Strong is in it. It's a hell of a cast. It is a hell of a cast. Um, it's a great movie. It is a fantasy movie. It is about a young man uh, named Tristan who essentially goes off to find his fortune. And he lives in a small city, small town, I should say, that's surrounded by a wall. And nobody ever leaves 
that's it. Nobody ever leaves. Nobody travels. Mm-hmm. Everybody stays. And uh, he decides to leave to get a piece of a star for the girl that he's in love with the town because she won't give him the time of day. Mm. And uh, it's all about his adventures outside of the town and discovering the world and uh, discovering evil and good and the bizarre and the ridiculous. And um, I love this movie. This is one of my favorite movies. Um, This is a really good movie to put on if you're feeling like crap and you just want to lose yourself in some fantasy. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing in this. Um, Claire Danes is so good in this. Claire Danes, man. Yeah. How much talent in one little body. Yes, exactly. Um, So, again, this is is Neil Gaiman. It's based on a book that he wrote. I read the book, and I never, ever say this. I like the movie better than the book. I I almost never hear anybody say that. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the movie better than the book. They added a few little things to the movie that I feel like make the story better. Mm-hmm. And um I I just love this movie. So um it's 2007, it's available on Netflix. It's called Stardust. Stardust. And um it's just a wonderful movie to put on and laugh and cry and kind of get your heartstrings tugged on a little bit and uh cheer on the good guys and boo the bad guys and uh kind of a boo yes boo <laughs> so um so there's my tie in because we're going to be talking about good omens yes cuz i demand it <laughs> yeah no no you know that's coming <laughs> it is coming so but um but yeah stardust and if you've watched good omens and you enjoyed it and you're looking for something uh else to watch that that is going to tick some of those boxes go with stardust very good i as usual i'm going to watch pretty much everything jocelyn talks about and i will get tired of asking her did you see this did you see that one and then she's like no i'm i'm getting to it though and then never happened so again i know i suck yeah, so this yeah. is essentially it. I but she's the best co-host ever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, I'm just saying. You know, she she you know, she don't she don't she don't like what I like. But that's cool though. No, I like what you like. <laughs> I just have well, both of us have limited time, so we definitely do. So, um, I'm going to go rapidly, a bit of rapid fire for this one because Jocelyn no longer have. Uh, no longer have at least, and I do. Um, and I think like we've got quite a bit here. We don't want to prolong this anymore. <laughs> Seriously, it's we, you have no idea how long we've been sitting here just yapping, <laughs> and and the like, lights have been going on and off. On and, and, off. The, and our the, dogs are getting crazy. Like y'all done yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cows are flying by the window, and I saw a cow. Ciao, Jocelyn. <laughs> so there's a couple of things I want you guys to watch on Amazon. And you may have heard me talk about them, us talked about them a few times before. So number one is, if you haven't done so, 
Watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's, it's worth your time. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is, for me, other than transparent, the greatest thing that Amazon has come out with. So, first is transparent, in that order, then The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The third, Men in the High Castle. But that's the order for me right there. So, moving on then, you have Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. John Krasinski is incredible here in this series. Is he good? He is very, very good. Because a lot of people have played Jack Ryan, so. Yeah, and I was, like, that was surprising for me. Yeah. Because, you know, John Krasinski is the guy that was in the office and, you know, well, it was a silly show. I'm not saying that you you should expect him to always play silly roles. Right, but. But from, from the office into a couple of movies to Jack Ryan and a very good one at that. That was that was good. And I like the cast because they're other than than John Krasinski, you have Wendell Pierce, who's one of my favorite um I wanna say character actors. Um when Wendell Pierce, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I think he was on The Wire he was on the HBO show Treme and he was Rachel's father on Suits. So Rachel was played obviously by Duchess Meghan Markle and Wendell Pierce played her father in a very prominent lawyer at that on this show. So Wendell Pierce is here too on this, on on Jack Ryan, and there is this actor. I'm not quite. I'm not entirely sure where he's from, but I do know that he's North African, and and I'm. I don't know if he's either Tunisian or Moroccan. It. It's quite possible he he might even be Egyptian, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Because I know he speaks French, and the few times I've heard him speaking French, he's got that North African, um, you know, lingo in French that you would hear in Algerian or in, in Moroccan, the way that their French. It's we anybody that is from a French former French colony country, your French is colonial. And so you recognize that. <laughs> and his name is Ali Suleiman. He is great. He is very good in uh, Jack Ryan. And I also, if I remember correctly, he had in a role on um, Homeland with Claire Danes in the very latter in the very latter um seasons of Homeland on Showtime. So Ali Suleiman here is absolutely fantastic and he literally steals the show. So you need to watch that. And finally, I'm going to recommend a show that nobody ever gave too much credit to, but it's actually a very good little show. And it stars um 
Billy Bob Thornton on Amazon and it's called Goliath. You need to watch that. There's only two seasons of it. The best is the first season. The second season kind of went away a bit. But Goliath is very, very good. It's, I don't know. It's, it's like one of those things where somebody who has fallen down so hard after being prominent, but is trying to get back at it. Not, not by demand, not demanding I deserve to be here, but rather recognizing I fucked up in I'm going to slowly get back up. And that's what this show Goliath is about. Also, it's sort of a legal drama, but the, the, the main story is how this character played by Billy Bob Thornton is trying not to get back to where he was, but rather to get back to, the, to doing the thing that he loved. Is it like um, in a, like political or uh, just yeah. life or it's yeah it's a, it's a guy that was one of the most prominent lawyers somewhere, but lost himself in booze and okay and um in richness and women and everything, lost himself, forgot to to live his life, and then one day crashed everything just came crashing yes crashed crashed lost a big case and his reputation and everything but still is a heck of a lawyer right and wants to get back on it right and he's trying okay dude lives in a motel and surrounded by really shady little you know characters and stuff but he's he's trying to get back there okay so goliath is actually a feel-good little show and you know, I, I'm not saying don't watch the second season, but the first season is the best thing you'll see. So I like Billy Bob Thornton. I think yes. he's a really good actor. Yes, he is. He is. Very he is. versatile. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this guy, this guy is everything. <laughs> he can he can do it all. Hell of a damn musician, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So, ladies and gentlemen... We have arrived to the end of our summer watch list. Yes. These are things that we've watched and things that we plan on watching. Yes. And I think Jocelyn has a hell of a list. Jocelyn was... All of the movies that Jocelyn has talked about are movies that I know that are, are out there. But for some reason, I've not watched because... Whatever, like it's like. You, 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 you're scrolling through Netflix and whatever mm-hmm. platform, and you're like, and sometimes I think they don't do a good job at writing the synopsis of some show. I agree with that 100%. So that's why we exist. Yeah. So we can tell you what to stop on. Yeah. Like, despite what you may have heard, this is something that's worth your time. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. So if you watch any of these and you like them, Please go ahead and you know we we out there, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Facebook as we have a Facebook page. All you have to do is type kicking and streaming podcast on Facebook. You'll find us. We have Instagram. Yes, we do. 
And on Instagram, it's kicking and streaming underscore podcast. We are on Twitter, kicking and so kicking and the letter N streaming. And also, I am on Twitter. I am at Mr. Puzzetta, M R P U Z Z E T T A, Mr. Puzzetta. That's where you'll find me. On the Twitter. The Twitter box. So tell us what you think. Like seriously. Come to us and tell us. Interact with us. We we know you are out there. We know you listen to our show. Yeah. We know that because we can see the downloads. We can see the listens. We know <laughs> that you are out there. So if you've got everything, something to say, please, please tell us. Tell us how we're doing. How you like the, the, the podcast. What you would like to hear yeah, if, do. if you've got some little show that you don't think has had enough, you know, people watching it that yeah. you think that we could watch and maybe draw some attention to, tell us about it. Yes, we'll, 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 we'll do that. And also remember that you can always go to patreon.com slash kicking and streaming if you want to support this show. There's that too. We are there. You know, and we got some cool things that we could do if we had some help from you. So, Jocelyn, I want to personally take this moment to wish you a happy, the happiest of vacation. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So just so you know, Jocelyn is going to be gone for a few days. And, but we still have kicking and streaming. And we'll have new episodes. Yes. I appreciate the dedication of my fantastic co-host in doing all of this before she could leave. <laughs> so, thank you. You're very welcome. I'm always happy to be here. Enjoy your vacation, really. Enjoy it. I know you will, but uh, from the bottom of my heart, enjoy it. Thank you. All right, folks. We're gone. Ciao. Bye. Thank you. Take care now. Bye. Mm-hmm.